Hello and welcome to Scaled Up, a bi-weekly podcast about growth. This is a show where we talk to owners and business leaders about how they scaled up their businesses and the lessons, tactics, and strategies that can help you do the same. Before we get into this week's podcast, we wanted to remind you to head on over to SoundCloud, iTunes, or Stitcher to subscribe to Scaled Up so you get notified every time episodes go live. This podcast is brought to you by Growth Genius, and we help you get sales meetings with your ideal customers. So connect with us online on LinkedIn at Growth Genius or on Twitter at Growth underscore Genius. Enjoy the show. All right. Super excited for this one today. We got uh, Morgan Ingram on the line, ready to chat sales and ready to chat how to scale a business. Um, if you don't know, but how would you not know? Morgan's all over the place these days and has been for a while in the sales space. Host of the SDR Chronicles. Funnily enough, when I was in SDR, I was listening to that stuff. And this was several years back. So now he's doing that, but he's also the director of sales execution and training at Jay Barrows, uh, which is a pretty cool sales consultancy run by John Barrows. Morgan, great to have you. Awesome to be here, man. Before we begin, just tell us one thing that's fun about yourself beyond just sales, just so people get a feel for who you are. So actually, this is something that a lot of people don't know. So I play a lot of video games in my spare time. I actually stopped playing for about two to three years just so I could get focused on my career. But I used to play a lot of Halo 2. Mm. So I was like in a clan, played semi-pro, like was very, very aggressive MLG. So yeah, that's one fun fact about me. I play a lot of games. So any RPG, any computer game or multiplayer game that you played, I have definitely played it before and I was very, very intense about it. <laughs> so there's that. I like the stuff with like no skill, like RPGs where you just like mine and hack trees and build up your experience points. Anyways, enough of this nerd talk. We want to be sales nerds today, not gaming nerds. So amazing stuff. I, I think some, some of the interesting stuff that you've done in the past is, is helping folks really learn how to prioritize their time and know how to get the, the most bang for the buck out of, of their prospecting as possible. At, at Growth Genius, we, we tend to work with a lot of founders who are inundated with a lot of different activities, not just sales that you're worrying about when you're building a business. It's marketing, it's accounting, it's finances, it's um, getting uh, investments, it's building a platform that people or service that people will love to use. So sales yeah. is just one aspect and you can't necessarily spend your entire day just doing all the things that a BDR typically wants to do. So I'd love to hear from you how you think a founder can really get the most out of the day when it comes to generating leads while still needing to focus on other parts of the business. Yeah, I mean, this is super critical. Such a point that, again, most people don't know as well is that I founded a company and ran it for about nine months. So it's not like a SaaS company that most people are listening to, but it was a, I hosted video game tournaments on college campuses while I was in college. So maybe not as busy schedules as everyone else, but I still had that founder status. And so I had to proactively prospect to figure out what venues are going to be open, fraternities and sororities. And I had to prospect and also pitch that to make sure that I could get some money from that. Additionally, I had to go to sponsorships, Dave and Busters and local breweries to make sure that we get those sponsorships. So how I did that is I had to allocate my time effectively. So an hour, I was like, let me prospect into these accounts. So I looked into different accounts and contacts that I wanted to go after to make sure that was proficient. And I did the same thing as a sales development rep. Obviously, the job of a sales development rep is to only reach out to net new accounts. But for a busy founder, the best way to do it is just take some time on the weekend to be like, what accounts do I want to go after? And then spending at least an hour, an hour and a half, and then reaching out to those accounts with an email or phone call. 
because it doesn't have to be as crazy and at scale as everyone else. It just has to be a, some type of activity because activity breeds result. To you, what do you think is the highest impact activity? Because everything can, can take time out of your day, but there are some things that just end up driving more results per minute spent. So to you, yeah. what they are the things that are most important that a founder needs to do and what stuff can they really just like get someone else to do because it's less impactful or really shouldn't require a founder's time if they can outsource it. Yeah. So, I mean, if it's just you, then you're probably going to be, you know, going to be gunned to do everything. Right. But let's say you have a pretty sizable team. I think one thing you could definitely outsource is finding data. So let's say if you already have a couple customers and you are a founder, like just go ahead and use all the customers that you have, pull up that data of industry size, company size, technologies that they're using. And then also who in the industry that you're actually selling to, like pulling that data out, you can easily outsource that. So then you can go ahead and make a list of accounts to reach out to. That's probably going to be from a founder standpoint, the biggest waste of time is you going out proactively trying to find those accounts every single day. Uh, make, having someone do that for you is definitely helpful. Reaching out should be your main focus, the execution portion as a, as a CEO or, or that founder there. Um, but I also would say channels, it really depends on who you're reaching out to. It could be LinkedIn. It could be email. It could be it could be phone, it could be direct mail. It really depends. I would say the most effective way is if you are a founder, you probably have a really good network using LinkedIn to get those real quick wins from a an intro perspective. So you can have just sales conversations instead of continuously prospecting. Um, and I would say you can always comment and like on top of co uh, content and you can see who really would be applicable for your solution. Uh, additionally, I feel like the best way though would be email, sending those hyper-personalized email. Every, everybody that we know, whether we like it or not, live in our emails. So we normally see all the emails that we get. So I think that's another way to get in front of someone. Cold calling is always going to be beneficial, but you may not have the tools or the resources yet to make those efficient phone calls because you might have the wrong data set and then you're calling phone lines and have to waste your time. So I'd probably say the top two uh, without knowing an industry would be LinkedIn, social, Twitter, and then also using email. I can resonate with the social and building your prospecting really off the lowest hanging fruit, yeah. which are folks already in your network. So I guess if we get a little bit more tactical, let's say we have a founder that's just getting started. They have like a certain number of network, but they don't have too much of a social media following at all. They haven't really released any content. Like what would you tell as a tactical next couple of steps, something that they can consistently implement over the next couple of weeks or the next couple of months that you know can get them from that point, which is essentially zero of social capital um, to yeah. have like a pretty decent inflow of leads coming in. And you can, you can talk about the channels as well and how you'd use them. Yeah, so this is something that I mentioned uh, in a video recently, and I it's it's unpopular advice. <laughs> so this is unpopular advice every time I give this, but it will help you like 100%. Is reading your own content, your own blogs, and then using that as context and value, reaching out to your prospects. If you can go through, especially as a founder, right? If you can go, you already probably know your industry well enough, but to go through your own blogs and then pull out what your peers are saying or case studies and use cases that you have or going and looking at other industry content and then pulling that out and using it on a prospect is gonna be the best way to start your process because with prospecting, you wanna be able to tell a story and with the content that you read and the content that you find in other industries, you're gonna be able to tell that story. So that's why I think it's super important to figure out, okay, where's the focus on when I'm reaching out to these contacts so that I can bring value to them and it's not a waste of their time. So really think about that when you're trying to figure out your sequences. Obviously you would have a multi-threaded approach. So you wanna have social, you wanna have email, 
video if it's in the industry that's going to set video and phone calls in there in the mix from a touch standpoint and we're going to, we, you just mentioned that uh, i send a personalized linkedin invitation every single time as my first touch point leads to higher responses on emails and higher higher reception on calls because they remember who i am so something else to add in there especially if you're a founder if that's going to appeal to people and they're probably going to accept you anyways but if you personalize it to each persona that you're going after your response rate is going to be higher and your accept rate is going to be higher and obviously that's what you want at the end of the day yeah, the personalization is, is huge. It obviously helps that your title is a CEO or the founder or someone relatively high up at a company. That always helps. But at the end of the day, people are only willing to give you their time of day if they feel like you've done your research and that you actually can help them or provide some sort of business insight over a 15-minute conversation. So whatever it is that you can do to, to generate that message, that's what it is that you have to do to get the end results. So I'd like to get really tactical and, and help founders come up with even like specific things that they can do within their cadences that could help them get more bang out of their buck. For example, one of the things that I've heard a lot reading like sales loft studies and blog posts is that if you on the first day call them and email them and you're actually referencing your touch points, let's say you leave a voicemail and you talk about the email that you sent or you email and talk about the voicemail that you left if you're able to cross-reference those, those often will get you an inordinate amount of results relative to just say like having a phone call one day and then three days later you leave an email and you don't reference each other. Right. Founders, you guys don't have too much time. The more power you can get out of each touch point, the better it will be. So any thoughts on that? Or if you even have any other ideas that you know can really maximize the value of each touch point so people aren't spending so much time on doing so many touch points to get the results that they need to get. Yeah, well, I think it's like the, and the, you probably have seen this, Lloyd, and I, it's like all over the place right now. What's the average amount of touches you need to get to a prospect? Some, I saw one that said 24 the other day, and I was like, I don't know about all that. Like, if someone <laughs> hit me up 24 times, I'm extremely angry. 24 times, like, you, sh- you should even figure out that person's interested or not. Like, I don't, I don't see, if it's someone hits me up 24 times, I'm getting very upset. So, yeah. I think it's finding a good balance. Mine is uh, 20 days, four emails, four calls, two social touches. But, like, that's enough to figure out if you're interested or not and then i can move on from there so i think it really depends on what you've got to figure out your variation of touch points uh you want to make sure that they're highly focused in their to that person so think about persona based messaging persona based sequences cadences whatever you're using and then when you do that focus in on what are the priorities of that person and then you're able to do that at scale so that way you could just tell a story through the priorities that they're dealing with. You can tell the different parts of your solution and that correlates. That's the best way to start setting up your cadence uh, in a way and then start A-B testing to see what works. What I feel pretty strongly is that, especially if you don't have too much time, you really wanna only be going after the accounts that you know would have a huge impact, right? Right. A, of course, go after the accounts that you know are just gonna respond to you because they're low hanging fruit. If they're friends, go after them if you know that there's somewhat of an interest. But if you're talking about all the types of people out there in the world that are actually cold, they have no idea who you are, go after the ones that are at least really high value because anyone that's cold is gonna be difficult to reach out to. So if you're gonna be spending X amount of time just trying to connect with someone cold, make sure that one person is worth it. If all you can really do is spend 30% of your time prospecting out of your entire uh, week. So in that sense, I know this is starting to move into an account-based selling approach and there's a lot of nuance that go into even finding out which are the target accounts, but I'd love for you to, you know, give some perspective on how you would go about it if you were a founder and you wanted to make sure that you're reaching out to only the accounts that matter most. Yeah. I mean, big thing I would do is uh, probably as a founder, you probably have 
investors are you probably have done your market research to even start the company so i would just look at maybe competitors that are already in my space i would also look at relative people who gave me some information on the industry as well and i would just look at companies that are already customers of competitors or something of that nature and figure out what makes them the best fit as a customer in their case studies and going back to what i said earlier in the meeting finding out the company size finding out the industry uh, finding out what relative components that they have that I would sell into. And then I would use that as a message to reach out to those accounts first. Um, it's essentially what, it's essentially what I do in every, every SCR role that I've been in and every single SCR role that I know I'll, or in sales development role that I'll move forward. And like, if I d decide to do whatever moving forward is like, that's what I would do. It's like, that's the best way to do it is to figure out, okay, who else is seeing success from that industry? How can I get in front of those people? What's the message that correlates with them? Does my solution relate? And then actually move forward with that. And from there, you can create just an ecosystem of these are the logos that we want. And then once you do that, you can figure out what are the other logos that may pertain to us. They may not be number one, but they're in the mix. Yeah, I, I like that a lot. Just going by knowing your competitors and going after their logos, they've already validated that they care about solving a particular problem. And exactly. if, if you can somehow just show that you're solving that same problem, but in a way which is either more cost effective or more efficient or whatever other benefits there is, your in is a lot more clear than say a company that you're really just guessing if they would care. Yeah. And it goes beyond that. If you really understand your ideal client profile, if you've dug into all the data points, like let's say, you know, that you're probably going to succeed better in a company that is a specific employee size or has a particular uh, funding amount or they're in, um, or maybe they're using even like a specific technology tool. Those are the type of accounts that you want to hyper-focus in on and ignore everything else for now, right? Because those happen to be the accounts of best fit. And then not only do you now have an account that is more likely to want to buy your stuff because they have the criteria of companies that typically would like to buy your stuff, but you can reference those points in your reach out. Like I can't count how many times I've emailed someone and I'll say, Hey, like I know that your interest, you, you find solving this problem impactful because you're currently using X, Y, and Z in terms of like their technology. Right. Yeah. And I know that's just a simple signal that might be only relevant to tech companies, but you can find those signals and then you can embed those signals into, into personalized messaging. And it just makes for a lot more of a potent a message because someone can relate to them. Yes, that is, uh, that is something that I'm going through. That is something that I'm using. Yeah. So I'm kind of wondering for you, obviously you always want to start from the beginning in terms of understanding like how much activity you want to have in per day, but to get that number, you typically need to know like an end goal. Let's say like how much revenue you need or how many deals you want to close. So how do you like really track it and how do you really understand the level of activity that is necessary in order for you to hit your goals. Yeah, I use a tool called sales off. Um, there's obviously other tools out there you can use, but that's how I track it. Uh, I don't try to overcomplicate the process. Obviously, if you're a founder, you'll probably meet. There's other tools out there that are more suited towards very small SMB businesses that are continuing to scale and maybe not be able to afford these other, these other tools, but there are tools out there that can track. And so that's how I track my, my progress to track my emails that I'm sending out um, from a AB testing on the phone standpoint. Like it's just me just figuring out what, what's working, what's not. And I can do that within my head or just write that down. That's how I make sure my emails are effective. And I also have templates as well that I, I track inside sales off that make sure that those are good as well and they're applicable and they're working. So out of all the tools that you're using right now, like which one's making the biggest difference in terms of your productivity, would you say? I mean, I'm not, I'm not getting asked to plug this with sales off because it just, yeah. everything. <laughs> 
mean, like, I'm just to answer that question, like, everything is there from uh-huh. a productivity standpoint, and it tracks everything. So it makes it a lot easier for me to make decisions on what I need to change and what I need to, what I need to leave out. Right. Would you recommend that, like, most founders, like, get some sort of sending platform that just keeps them organized? Um, do you think, think, think that's a good approach, or for the most part, do you feel it's not necessary? It's a good approach because of how busy a founder is. So if there's already a process in play and I actually can go inside the tool and just send out the emails I need to send out and I know what day I'm on, that's great. But if you're a founder and you're just doing prospecting just through Gmail, like I didn't even know there was even tools like this when I had a company. So I was just sending straight up cold emails through Gmail and that's a lot of time and effort. So I would say investing in a tool is a good decision because it's going to make your life a lot easier. Amazing. No, that's, that's incredibly helpful, I think. So we've definitely gone through a whole bunch of different stuff. I think just to recap, use a multi-channel approach. Don't just use email. Don't just use LinkedIn. Try to use multiple different things to reference each other, but also be, be intelligent about the types of folks that you're going after. Because some accounts are just going to be easier or more relevant, such as people that are already in your network or people that clearly need your product. So low-hanging fruit and easier opportunities aim for that. And then in terms of your workflow, use tools like Sales Loft or other sending platforms out there that'll just make it easier for you to stay on track, remind you of your, uh, of your goals and activity that you need to hit in order to hit your end goals. So that seems like a solid summary that a, uh, that a founder can take off and take, take, take action on to be a bit more efficient every day. 100%. Cool. So I guess, do you have any last words to you know, give founders advice when it comes to building up their first few clients or client acquisition in general when it's pretty early on? Yeah. So, you know, I, I did a, I did a chat on this with the local Atlanta people and talked about just SDR one-on-one and the, the basics. Like this is a process. Don't overcomplicate this process, really figure out, Hey, like what are the emails I need to, and if you have someone in marketing, that's helpful or a sales leader, but just really come up with like, Hey, what are my customers saying? Like what are the problems are they're facing? And then writing up just emails around that. And then just having a story around it that you can send out at scale. Off. If you think about it that way, it won't be as painful as a process. And then just figure out when is the time that I can prospect. Obviously, there's a ton of things that you have to do as a founder, but you can find that 30 minutes to uh, an hour that's going to eventually build up that pipeline for revenue. And if you think about it this way, the faster that you can build up pipeline and revenue and close yourself, the faster you can hire a salesperson. So, Exactly. So that's amazing. Um, I think people are going to find that to be pretty helpful. If they want to learn a bit more about what you do and uh, keep in contact with you. Where should people yep. go? Uh, easiest way to contact me is Morgan J. Ingram on LinkedIn. Uh, it's at Morgan J. Ingram on Twitter, Instagram, everywhere else. Uh, also, YouTube channels, SCR Chronicles, and the website's jbrails.com if interested in talking about sales. Uh, there, That's there as well. But yeah, easiest way to contact me is Morgan J. Ingram. That's where I post the most content, and that's where I'm the most responsive to messages as well. Noted, noted. All right. Thank you so much for your time. We appreciate it. All right. Thank you, man.